Podcast, the first podcast to do this thing we do: gambling, sports, <laughs> video oh, free, man. whatever you want. With your host Chris and Chris. Hi, Chris. What? Up? We need somebody else to do that intro. Yeah. Yeah, we need like a like somebody. I I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel like I'm oh, doing. We need like a professional voiceover dude. Yeah, person. or woman. Yes. Whoever it may be. Maybe it could be a rotating mm. rotating cast of characters. Send your uh send your your demo reels. Wait, weren't we gonna do this for um we got for uh the uh whatchamacallit thing where we pay someone to do this? Oh cameo. Yeah. Right. We should do that. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to Eddie Curry and see if he'll do it. All right. That's what we'll do. I think we decided on Eddie Curry. He's the appropriate level of greatness for our podcast. He's just the default. Like, we can't think of anybody else, so let's just do Eddie Curry. We did a whole thing, and we were like, it was like, I, I don't know. It's I think, too much. There's too many people to like, too many and people. go through. And like, uh, just, like, if Sue Bird was on there, like, we'd just do Sue Bird. We could do a fundraiser to get Daryl Morey to do it. <laughs> oh, can we get Sam Hinkie to do it? Dude, there's no way Sam Hankey's like, on so cameo. That boring and like. Okay, so I will. T- okay, Sam Hankey update. I am on page six of recording this thing aloud. It's <laughs> two 20 minute segments so far. I've got another six or seven pages to go. I I think by <laughs> like, my goal is by the end of May to have this whole thing recorded. It is so long. I can't believe he wrote it. I can't like. I'm just fascinated by. The greatness of this, but to read it aloud is—it's almost like it's almost—it's uh, too much. <laughs> it, well, no, I think it's gonna—I think it's—it's it's almost like um, like meditative. Like I—I mm. I think that once it's all put together, people will actually want to download it just to hear it and lose and and, and drift could, away into it. Yeah, they could just fall asleep at night listening to it's it. It's exactly right. Exactly right. It's perfect for that. Uh, man, you I can, w- um, I think at this point, I think you should just take your time and just wait till next year on the anniversary. And then we can just do it actually on the anniversary of next, like a year. I mean, now. where I, the way it's going right now, that's probably right. And I've like listened back. I definitely stumble on a lot of the words. The thing that I've learned about Sam Hankey through this process is that, uh, my own process, trusting my own process <laughs> is that like, you know, I don't fancy myself a real like road scholar level of intelli- intelligence, but I think I'm not stupid. But right. then I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I'm very stupid. I'm, I'm, he's Why, so, like big words and stuff he, he, no, it's not even the words. It's just like his, the way he thinks, the way he, I, yeah. he's constant, like he's got all of these like quotes at the top of his head and he's, and he's clearly been to like a lot of think tank style mm. uh, retreats. So he's mm. got all of these like pull quotes and he's like, he, he's, I think he's always thinking about like when when we say trust the process the process was not just like oh tank that's a that's it's the it wasn't just tank like their process yeah yeah yeah, it was a it was about like finding the right fit for the it wasn't just analytics and like oh let's tank because that'll get us the best chance to get the best player that's the very layman's version of this in reading this the process required like people from the top down like yeah 
Right. He goes. He goes off. Holistic. Like it's uh, it's a it's an the way that people throw around the word culture. Yeah. It's it's, yeah yeah. His idea of culture was was something that like was a construct. It wasn't just like let's make sure everybody likes each other. It yep. was like I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take information the from the woman who has been the uh, who's been the assistant to the general manager for the past five general managers. Like he brings that up in his retirement or in his resignation letter. He's like, this woman worked for all of these different general managers before me, and she'll keep working. Like, and so that's part. That's the culture. Like he's it's mm-hmm. incredible. Like the way that this person thinks, and it's so clearly like it was so evident that. What had happened was, is he, I think he had just annoyed people. I think that his way of thinking in the in the in the sort of in the the business world of sports, where there's it's mm-hmm. still like jock first, you know. I think mm-hmm. it just drove eventually just drove people crazy, you know, like this like sort of business think uh, from the top down. Um, yeah, right. I mean, it bored the shit out of me just reading it, but it is interesting, and it and it. It is really unfortunate that he put this much effort into a in, into a system that I think ultimately would have worked. I think if he would have run the Sixers the way that he envisioned and been given the license to do so, uh, I think it would have worked. I think what happened is is that the NBA was like, we cannot have a franchise keep losing on purpose every year to stock. Like they, he figured it out, right? He was stockpiling draft picks, and it was just a bad look. Like they let it go as long as they could, and then they forced in the Colangelos, uh, and got what they wanted, you know. And then, and ultimately, the Sixers now have a competitive team. Um, but there is there is something more to that because because um, I mean. For all intents and purposes, OKC is basically doing the same thing in the last two years now. It's like selling all their pieces off. Like, how many dozens of trades have they made and, and draft picks have they accumulated? He definitely, but, he definitely made that possible for them. Yeah, right. But uh, but that's the thing. It's like so. There, there's something else to that with the Sixers and and it. You know, the other stories that you read about Hinky and stuff is he was he was abrasive or he wasn't a people person. And he couldn't like players and agents and and other uh, um, organization you know, the general managers and those people in the other organizations couldn't sort of deal with him or talk to him because he wasn't probably that either likable or a people person. He couldn't sort of get on their level because maybe he was just so far. It sounds like in reading out there, you know, his with, but in this, this kind of maybe helps prove that point is that he was thinking on such a big, different level and big picture and and even small picture, you know, sort of level is that he he probably just rubbed people the wrong way because he's not a people person. He can't translate his thoughts into actually, into actually, you know, talking to people probably on a, on a, on that level that there, most people are used to. Yeah, there's no schmoozing, and right? also it's, like it's I, sort of like uh, the Indiana head coach now. You, you start reading about him, and like he can't, he can't deal with people and talk to people. Actually, he he rubs people, and he's too abrasive. Yeah, well, also I think, I think a lot of those Indiana players were ride or die Nate, and the other Nate, right. and uh, and now they're watching him do well in Atlanta, and they're like it was that a huge mistake. Yeah, didn't they give him an extension? I feel like they gave Nate McMillan extension, and then they're like, "Nah, yeah, we got this." Other oh, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did. Yeah, like a year later. And then they yeah, just, um, and then they fired, fired him. him. It's yeah. I I think that that's I think that's right. I I think that that's maybe why the sort if, of two headed sixer had... monster works. Like if he would have had like an Elton Brand, yeah, to be right. like the to exactly. be the GM, and he would have got to be like the development he was president of operations yeah. or the, like overseeing the whole thing because yeah. if he was if he was involved in all those aspects and layers of that organization yeah i, I agree he should have been in 
in a, in a president of operations or whatever it is to like, but see isn't everything. that his fault then for not yes. recognizing that and it seeing is. like, I I'm not getting through to these people. They need yep. a player or yep. they need somebody who's been around, like been in the locker rooms and that doesn't exactly. feel like an outlier. Um, because he thinks he could probably do it all. Like, like the, like the Indiana coach, he, he's a micromanager Yeah, and he can't pull himself away from stuff. He's like going to be fucking out by the end of the year. That team is like in disarray. The if p- not sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's. I mean, that was a huge mistake on on. Uh, I think it's Pritchard as the general manager or the or the president there in, yeah. in Indiana. Like that was they that just, guy thought he had something. They thought he thought he had Nick Nurse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The thing is, is Nick Nurse is down. People, players like him. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's Look, get, They didn't do their homework on this guy. Apparently, everyone I, was saying like, there's former players, there's former uh, league, not league executives, but team executives who have dealt with this guy before in other places. And in the and in Toronto, I think a little bit that we're like, dude, this guy is not cool. Yeah, they made a huge mistake. They did not. They did not do enough of a background check on this guy. I find it fascinating that like, if this was any other season in the NBA, this Indiana story would be at this point in the season would be the only story. Yeah, and maybe the draft. And yet you've got people like LeBron bitching about the playing tournament because, but that's the. That's the story. I want to watch basketball tonight, like on a Friday night with what a week left in the season or like 10, seven games left in the season because there's, there's teams playing hard and and yet everyone is like, no, I don't want what I mean. Have you heard the fucking Mavericks piping up lately? They're, they're like locked into a six spot. They're like, Oh, just kidding. We're cool. Yeah. All of a sudden they're not complaining. Yeah. And now you got Le- LeBron complaining. I, uh, this is so ridiculous. This is so stupid and so telling on these guys and these players and these teams that, like, if you just win, you wouldn't have a problem here. That's what I don't understand. It's just, it just win. Or just if win. you get in the play-in tournament, just win there. Also, the thing with LeBron, I also right because exactly because that because that's the thing with LeBron. I don't understand him complaining because once he's healthy and Anthony Davis is healthy and they're in the playoffs, like they're not playing. I mean, they're playing what a couple more games, I guess. Yeah. But still, it's like you're—you don't think you're going to win this play? Like what? This playing tournament shouldn't matter to you because you're going to kill whoever you're playing if you're in the play-in tournament. The best you. thing that could happen for you is to be in the play-in tournament. You—you you win a couple games, you ruin some dreams, and then you're in the actual playoffs, and you're fired. Yeah. You're fired. And then up. you're a low seed, and you're going to crush. You're going to yeah. crush whoever you play. Yeah, it's I I I think so. I have a I have a theory on the LeBron thing. I think he's just he puts shit out there because he likes to like he wants to the league to know that he doesn't want to do the play in tournament. Right. I think it's the same thing that he like the same way he like manipulates the refs during the games mm. and the same way he d- manipulates ownership complain. to give him the complain. to give him the 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 coach he wants. He's mm. now manipulating the NBA to say you better keep the Lakers out of this play in tournament or you're going to have an upset superstar. Like I think he's I think it's like almost like fixing a it's it's not fixing necessarily, but it's a it's he's a influencing. We, it's he's influencing the outcomes of games. Like I definitely believe that. I would be shocked to see the Lakers end up actually playing in the play in the tournament. Although the way that they fucking looked last night, it's very possible. Um how yeah, about I, how about I, this, LeBron? Well, Why don't you tell your fucking teammates not to get COVID or get a fucking vaccine? And then you don't have to fucking worry about it. Why don't you put a little bit of fucking pressure on those motherfuckers instead of like bullying the fucking league into giving you wins? Why don't you try, you know, talking to Dennis Schroeder and be like, yo, how about don't get COVID at the home stretch of our fucking season? 
you idiot. <laughs> Fuck, it's stupid. Or or how about tell your own team and your own general manager t- to build you a better squad where you you're not so reliant on on these guys on scrubs. I mean, you you basically have a shitty team without you. You know, even Anthony Davis, I'm not sure can carry this team far enough to get them. And they're also like they're also well, they're six. They basically have the exact same record as Portland, but they probably have the tiebreaker there. So they they really can't. Like it'd be it'd be really dumb if they put themselves in the position to get into this play in turn. I promise of, you, they the will not. I promise you that all LeBron had to say was that whoever came up with this idea should get fired. I pro- I here's my th- here's my theory on this. You will not see the Lakers or the Celtics in the play in tournament. I think that the NBA does not want those the possibility of those franchises a to be upset or b not to make the playoffs or the playoffs. I think that they, those teams are a lock to make the top six. I I would. I I am satisfied. Boston, I'm not so sold on. I think both. I mean, Boston maybe less so because LeBron's not on it. But I think that right. those two franchises, like, and will, they don't have a marquee player necessarily. I mean, like, Tatum just close, put up six. He's not. He's not that. He's not the, the kind of the LeBron status. Kind I of still. Guy, so. I still think. I. I. I'm telling you, Chris. I would be shocked if either one of those teams mm-hmm. ended up in the play-in tournament. I mean, even if the Lakers are, I don't. I don't think the league cares enough that LeBron's bitching and complaining about this honestly because I do. It's, because it's going to it's going to last a month of of talk right and then and then next year they 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 won't have to sort of deal with this right it's it's a moment in time for lebron to bitch and complain and try to throw his weight around and i think the leaks just like i don't think they're going to care enough to, to sort of um maybe i mean influence a game or two may, maybe like i i i'm not uh, you know i'm never 100% with you on that but there's a part of, of me that's not. like, yeah, okay, they, they might, there might be a few games here and there. I think that, you're going to see it now. But there's enough to teams below them too that are just terrible enough that they, that they, you know, Portland's playing well as of late, but they're inconsistent enough that I don't know if they can overtake the Lakers. And anybody below that would have to wait, win way too many games in too little time to, to force the Lakers down into that scenario. Can we jump right into our NBA picks then? Because this speaks in, this talks right into some of my points for our, oh, for our bet sure. tonight. Let's do it. You know, uh, we're early with. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a we. There's a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk about, but we just went right into basketball so smoothly. And I, I, uh, I had Let's keep it going. What you're talking about leads directly into some of my picks for tonight. So just so you know, uh, the not for nothing three team parlay hit again last week. So if you're not betting this shit, you're losing. <laughs> we yep, just we right. we're crushing these three team parlays. You losers. We went. We're, we've won three weeks in a row. We're winners. We're winners. <laughs> You're losers. <laughs> Unless you bet with us, then you're winners. <laughs> so, I've what got, do you got for this week. I'll read through them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I wish we just had Anthony just for this segment, so we could just confuse the shit out of him while we're saying a bunch of numbers <laughs> and have him go ah, uh, <laughs> just in the back, and then and that's it. That's the only time we would have him on the show. Just Anthony for the segment where we read through all of the lines and he gets overwhelmed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here it comes. Pelicans at Philly, Philly minus nine, Celtics in Chicago, Chicago plus four. The Hornets are taking on the Mavericks. Hornets are minus seven and a half, <laughs> even after that vicious dunk last night. Did you see that Thad Young dunk last night? Oh, I did not see the Thad Dude, Thad Young had the dunk of the season last night. Oh my God, dude. This, this kid... He dunked on, did not think he could get up like that. And Thad Young turned back the hands of time. He fixed up that fucking hairdo of his, and he he, he shook the whole back. It's a 
It's my favorite dunk of the year. I'm so proud of Thad Young for this. Like he just got up. I don't think he. I didn't even know he could jump like that anymore. Uh, I don't think he did. Like you said, go back and go back and watch it. The Timberwolves are in Miami for some reason. Uh, only getting six. The Rockets <laughs> are in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's getting seventeen or giving seventeen. Wow. The Cavaliers are plus ten in Dallas, coming off of a back to back. The Nuggets uh, are plus four in Utah. The most the whitest game of the year. Uh, the Knicks are in Phoenix. These are the late games, which I think is worth pointing out uh, are in Phoenix. Phoenix is minus seven. Lakers are plus eight in the Portland. Damn it. That line's already fucking slid two points. That was one of my good ones. Uh, and then you've got the Spurs in Sacramento uh, plus five. So Chris, mm-hmm. you were talking about the Lakers and the Blazers um, mm-hmm. who happen to be playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers AD hurt himself last night. He says he's going to be back tonight. Mm-hmm. I think that that is bullshit. Sure's his ankle feels fine. He says he expects to play Friday. I don't think he's going to play. Oh, okay. I don't think he's going to play. This was minus six, and I think that the Sharps are catching wind of this too because now it's minus eight. Mm-hmm. I, the Blazers are surging, like you said. Do you think eight? Do you think that the Blazers? I think the Blazers win. Personally, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um. Would yeah, you bet this game? Man. Yeah, if a, if Anthony Davis does play, so here's the problem though, because I we're relying on the fact that like you'd almost have to wait until like right before game time to see if Anthony Davis is playing. If Anthony Davis is playing, and that line is still plus eight, I would I would hit the Lakers. Hmm. Um, it's, so this is a weird one because this is one of those ones I want to stay away from because there's too many variables here. Okay, that's like change in the next six hours. Or okay, whatever. that's fine. But um, but what about the Lakers money line plus two seventy? See, I was all in on the Blazers. I, th- I thought this was a Blazers beat for sure. Especially, I think without AD, I think it's a Blazers. Without AD, you're looking at fucking Andre Drummond against, right. uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma, right. and, and like Caruso. As as all, the, all the Blazers are healthy and there's no, you know. They are. They, okay. And they've got, then, they've got the mini, what's his name? Nikola, whatever. Uh, what's his name? Who's the, Jokic? Which, no. which, which Nikola do they have? It's... Uh, like Nurk- Nurkic. Nurkic, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nurkic is back. Hmm. I'm, I, not th- I'm not also convinced that Nurkic, they're better with Nurkic. I don't think they are, but I think a team would be. I would love to see Nurkic like in another, uh, somewhere else. I think he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I that kid. I like that guy a lot. Um, so let's just stay away. That's fine. Okay. Can we bump right. down to the next game? So, I mean, unless you want to, like, you could, you know, you could do something, you know, if you do something tonight or as we get closer to game time and you, you know, you've, you start feeling something there. Um, that's my only thing about that. Um, the, for, 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 the, for this podcast, just, though, I think we, if we're going to try to come up with a parlay, then we, yeah. it's fine. You talk to me out of it. I can live okay. with that. Uh, the Knicks plus seven feels uh, really um, uh, generous. Why are the Knicks not getting any respect? I don't know. Like they, they also played Phoenix not too long ago. I think they kept it close, didn't they? I think that they keep a, like, they'll keep it Chris close. Paul, My like, only fear is that it's a late it's a late game in in Phoenix. Maybe they're not going to come out, but that just doesn't feel like the Knicks this year. I, and the a lot, yeah. And the, the way they played, the Suns looked. It's an awful lot of points. To the give. Suns looked like shit the other night. I was like, how are the Suns only getting are giving a a point and a half against Atlanta, and Atlanta whooped that ass. Like I was like, disgusting. So. And, I uh, I'm good about the Knicks plus seven. I like the Knicks plus seven. I uh, I um, so you've got here's a weird one. Okay. 
But hear me out. <laughs> the the Sacramento Kings are surging right now. They're only like two and a half games behind the Spurs for that tenth spot. They're not. They're they're not mathematically out of it. Weirdly wow. though, the Kings do not have Halliburton, Darren Fox, <laughs> Harrison Barnes. They've got they've got no one, but they've been winning. And the, mm. and I think that the Spurs have dropped like four or five in a row. So I don't think anybody's told the Kings that they're that they're bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting five points at home at home i i it's a mm. it's a mystery but i kind of i don't think the spurs have been able to recover from that boston loss last week they're just like they're it's a free fall so i'm kind of feeling the kings plus five okay even without any decent players on that roster why not ride the hot hand then that's what i think all right i'm in on that one okay great I'll follow your lead on that one. Okay. Do you think you see anything um, else you like? The other, the one I'm kind of curious about is be Charlotte. It's minus seven and a half hosting Orlando. I mean, Charlotte's got Alonzo uh, or uh, Lamelo back. Yeah. They played last night. They did play last night. Um, and they lost to the bulls. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. That one feels like, <sighs> Orlando's, you know, terrible as well. Orlando's trying to lose. Right. Um, Orlando's averaging 104 points a game. Which is pretty bad. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not, there's not, I mean, the Sixers minus nine. I don't know what. um, I don't know about that. I think that one feels like a, they might take a break. Yeah. Um, It feels like they're destined to take a break. I like that. I like. The Cavs are so bad that they brought Arison Verge out back. So plus ten. Yeah, isn't, that's it's not. But that doesn't mean they're trying to win. Uh, no, I know. I think I think that's exactly. They're just they're just throwing like old dead bodies back. Yeah, in the, yeah. Remember know. Sexland? It seems like eight years ago <laughs> when people were high on fucking Cleveland. Uh, I think I think the Charlotte seven and a half feels kind of juicy. Magic come up a once in a while for for games. Um. Like maybe, but um, why don't we try to take? Is there an underdog you like? And we could do it a three-team underdog parlay. Like, what about T Wolves at Heat or Game uh, Six? Yeah, I was I was wondering about that one, and I'm not. I just I'm not convinced. Can the T Wolves keep it close enough to Miami? Well, who's fucking playing in Miami? Like they've Miami's know, but trash. Listen, the whole the whole thing the other night with Anthony uh, Edwards going off and scoring forty points. But yet, as soon as like um, he was getting a huge uh, rhythm and and was like crushing it, and then Cat and uh, Russell basically just like just like boxed him out of the rest of the game or something, was like, no, we're not, we're taking all the shots from here on out. And it seemed like there's like some weird chemistry issues um, <laughs> and or like resentment there on those two guys because Anthony Edwards is probably the better player in that on that team, and yet they still think it's like their team or something. I don't know. There's there's some weird things going on in Minnesota that I'm just not quite certain on that it's it's like good to even bet on them like even plus six in miami i disagree i think jimmy butler isn't playing in this game i mean i guess and so then it becomes a bam show because old depot and tyler heroes out as well um i don't know i feel like it's the only one i i'm feeling more it's the one that's standing out to me a little bit more so that um it, the it, Memphis in their last five it. games haven't lost they've won three and the other two they've lost but they lost 
by to Memphis by four and New Orleans by four. So I know previous history is not a good way to bet, but there's something there. I'm trying to yeah. talk you into this T Wolves win. T-Wolves game. All right. I mean, the only other one, it's the strongest, I think, of, of the rest of the game. The only other one I think would be close would be Boston minus four at Chicago. It feels like, um, to me at least, it feels like Chicago shouldn't have any trouble with, or uh, Boston shouldn't have any trouble with Chicago. Chicago sucks. Right. I agree exactly. with that. Plus, minus um, four, that's not enough. It's only four points. Yeah, that, that feels... But unless Boston's coming off a of back-to-back or some other weird, strange thing that's, you know, people are not playing for some reason. Um, Boston, like you said, Boston's fighting for their lives to get, to keep that six seed. And so actually, uh, and so, the, so are the heat. So I like, I like staying away from that. So how about this? You've got the Celtics minus four. You've got the Knicks plus seven and the Kings plus five. That's your parlay. That's plus five. Okay. That's plus five ninety three. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling good about that. All right, if you if you if you go a curve and, and go to the Timberwolves, I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not going to do that, but I I might. Or you can do a fourteen parlay. <laughs> Three team is stupid. <laughs> Three team is it's totally stupid. Three team, you're, there's a there's a level of guessing that is just stupid. Um, I wonder though if it shouldn't be the the Boston money line and not the Boston minus four. Oh, okay. Which brings it to plus four seventy six. I like that I'm better. Still do it actually. Okay. That's do that. That feel. I just feel a little bit better about that. Cool. I'm placing it. It's locked in. We're do. We've done it. We've done it. So I let's stay on NBA really quickly, okay? All the monies. Because I've got. I've got a. I've got something I wanted to talk about. Okay. And that is the beat to death MVP debate, <laughs> which we've actually talked about on this podcast. I think a number of times. People are jumping on my Chris Paul bandwagon. I got a new one. And this one I feel strongly about. Okay. Here's who I think should be the MVP of the season. You ready? Drum I'm ready. Roll. And it ain't Nikola fucking Jokic, a.k.a. Joker, which is stupid. I hate that fuck. I hate that nickname. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Julius Randle. I'm making the so right now. If you look at the DraftKings odds, Jokic has got he's winning, right? It's he's minus two thousand or something like that. Yeah, and the play and the most improved player is Julius Randle at minus four thousand. Yeah, why? Why? Why is one considered and and one is considered an improved player, and the other is considered an MVP when their numbers stack up very similar to each other? You got both. Both players have played most of the season. 66 games for Nikola, 65 games for Randall. Nikola's averaging 26, 10, and 8, right? That's great. Mm-hmm. That's almost averaging a triple-double for a big man, which makes everybody hard. But Randall's 24, 10, and 6, which with better three-point three shooting, he's got a better plus-minus. He's a better... He's, they're both neck-and-neck neck at 80% free-throw shooting, which I know doesn't really factor into anything. They both have almost identical records. They're sitting around fourth and third place in their respective divisions. Although I think that the Nuggets have had a better have had a better overall record. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about like playoff per- percentage, so Randall, who last year was averaging nineteen, what he had total rebounds, he was doing nine three and nineteen. 
He's that so he's the most improved player, just hands down. Where Nikola yeah. Nikola was Nikola was doing nine seven and nineteen, and he's the fucking MVP. So what's I don't understand. What, what are, is the different? Randall's not even in the conversation because he has three less assi- average assists per year, or two. Sorry, two and a half less assists. Like, that's the only difference I can see. Two points, two points and two assists. I'm not saying that he needs to be the MVP. I just don't understand why he's not in the fucking conversation. Yeah, like, why right. we just sign this off on Nikola? Because he fucking, he's a big man who shoots threes? Fuck right. that. Randall's, Randall's literally carrying this team on his back. He's he fucking, right. he's, he's in the, the all-NBA all conversation, which no one expected. He's got no supporting cast. Nikola's got like a much better supporting cast. The Knicks didn't do anything at the fucking trade line deadline to win. The fucking the Denver keeps get got got Nikola Aaron Gordon. They've just got he's got a better team around him. He's got better options. And everyone's like, oh, but he's such an amazing passer. Amazing passer for a big man. Sure, but fucking Julius Randle's still averaging six assists. Yeah. Julius Randle is a is a, a great passer as well. So we're just going to um, be like, oh, the black guy's most improved player and the white guy's the MVP. Is that what it's coming down to? Kind of feel that's that what way I fucking bit. think. I think fucking white people are these writers are like, finally, it's we been so long MVP. since Steve Nash. We can finally look for a fucking white guy to give the fucking MVP to. I I I just don't get it. I don't get why it's an, like this. Chris, what? I I don't have an argument against you actually. I th- you've just sold me on Julius Randle and and being he should be at least top five right in finishing and, and I know that's like top the, three but, top th- yeah, I, right, top and three that's kind of stupid and, and and irrelevant in that sense but you're right he should he should be part of the conversation he should get a lot of votes um they so, so the way that the way the MVP works I think you vote for like your top five right yeah I think so right yeah you get first place second place third place fourth if Randall's not in that yeah. fucking conversation. He's I know not, Jokic is going to give it because everybody's got a hard on for this guy who played Jokic. If you look at if you go to the basketball reference and you look at the like the this the uh, career comparison mm-hmm. thing that they do, which is hilarious, like career side by sides. Yeah, his his career trajectory is Jeff Ruland. Jeff fucking Ruland. Who? Look that motherfucker up if you want to have a laugh. <laughs> Jeff like this, Ruland? yeah. Oh my god. It's not. It's not that impressive. Like it's. Is is. I guess what he's doing. It's just. Uh, if you're gonna give it to him because he's been available, like the availability, the best ability is availability. If you're yeah, giving it, yeah, yeah, if you're giving it to Nikola Jokic for that, then you have to consider fucking Julius Randle because he's played 65 games. He's played the most minutes of any player this season, averaging 37 minutes a game. Like talk about durability. I just find it's. It's it's like the it's like he's got bizarre. this knock against him, and the thing is, is it's not even that amazing of a season for him. He averages tw- he averaged twenty one a year in fucking New Orleans. Like I'm sorry, if, in my opinion, Jokic is the most improved player, and Julius Randle is the MVP. Is the case for the MVP? But Jokic had uh, I don't know why his stats were so low last year because he was fat. But he's had better. Oh, maybe has he? He not hasn't had, had that great of seasons. He averaged twenty the year before with the season that that Randall averaged twenty one. Like I don't understand why this is a hands down MVP conversation. You're right, and I don't. And I still don't. And we've been saying this for months now. Probably we've we've kind of hit that here. I'm still not sure exactly why Jokic is the odds on favorite. It's fucking bullshit. Like is it, he's not. If he's people not, are if like, the, the two not, excuses I've the, said are his. I've heard are his passing is elite. 
and which I think makes everybody have a Larry Bird hard on. And the, the other one is that he's played every game and it's been a weird season, that's, but unfortunately you have to factor that in. So if you're factoring that in, then you've got to fucking factor in Randall and he's only had two less assists per game. You're going to give this unanimously to Jokic over two fucking points and two assists. Go fuck yourselves. Who's, who's only, and whose team has only won seven more games than the Knicks have. And they're both in fourth place. That's currently. exactly like, right. It's not like Jokic is leading. It's not like the Nuggets are not the number one team in the West. And the, and they're, and they're saying, Oh, well he's carried them since Jameer Nelson got injured. Julius Randle hasn't, he's got fucking RJ Barrett. Like that's yeah, his, that's his right. next best guy. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I know they've been winning a lot. But most him, improved but players should be fucking Derrick Rose every goddamn year he walks onto the court. Like, he, like that. Th- th- that's. It, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to be like so. Like, we usually tease the Knicks, but like in somehow in teasing the Knicks, I've watched a lot of Knicks games. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and Randall, like every game, I'm like, well, this will be the game where he falls off the cliff. This will be the game where he like comes crashing to earth. No, he puts up thirty. He fucking he's he spreads the court. He get Randall's makes it. Been incredible. It's. If it, if it wasn't for Tom Thibodeau, Randall w- would be, he would have been traded probably at the deadline or um, he would have gone to another team. You know, like, like if, if this was a perfect match of player and coach, and it's the one thing I will give Thibodeau credit for is he's helped make Julius Randall uh, an incredibly better person. And for that alone, I, I mean, I've always wanted to give Randall the, 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 the uh, most approved player award anyway this year, but you're right. He, it shouldn't, he shouldn't just be resigned to that. He should, he should be getting, they're going to give him that as a consolation prize. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. They're going to, yeah. the writers will make themselves feel better because they're going to be like, Oh, well, Julius Randall. Cause none of them ever thought he could do shit anyway. Cause he came out, he stumbled out of the fucking gate in college. He was a number two pick out of Kentucky and he, uh, he didn't flourish, but he, but he's he's gotten better every year. It's not like he had this landmark season. He he averaged 11, 13, 16, 21, 19, and 24. You're going to be like, oh, he's the most improved player. He's also never played less than 65 games in a season. That was last year where the season got cut short in a fucking bubble year. He's always playing. And the fact that Jokic his team is still in fourth place with him and, and they're not the best team in the West... Like I feel like that's that's that should go like should count against him. Actually. Agreed. Right? Because like if LeBron played this whole season, the Lakers were in the first spot, he would have been the MVP. Let me ask you a if, question: Who would you rather Harden, have on your hold team? Hold on, hold on. If Harden, okay. like Harden, the, the fact that uh, the, the the Nets are have a, like a, a terrible record without Harden playing, I think is 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 a is a strong case to give Harden MVP votes. This yeah. Thing, even because even though he's been out for like two months. Like those are, I think those are stronger arguments for other players. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, the Suns are in second place. Like I've said before, like he, that should be a stronger consideration for MVP. Like no, Jokic is just because he's played is because he's played every game and the Nuggets are in fourth place. I think is a strike against him. I agree. Most valuable player. Yeah. You take, right. the, you take fucking Julius Randle off the Knicks. I think it, they win yeah. eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. He's the yeah. most valuable. Same with Harden. Without and Harden, B, the Nets aren't I shit. Be playing on the Sixers near and 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 missing games. I think is a stronger case for why. And they're in first place and holding strong. I think is a stronger case for him to get MVP. I like it. I like just, if, if we're just going on availability, 
that and which is such a stupid thing to sort of there's not and like all those things that you mentioned like why people are are saying they're going to vote for Jokic is ridiculous and they're dumb because it's not those aren't strong arguments they're They're not good arguments they're creating that's all they can create the argument the the argument is is that Nikola Jokic reminds me of Larry Bird or reminds me of like some like Nikola Jokic has a fucking two inch vertical doesn't play D and everyone's like oh but his defense has gotten so much better I'm sorry his defense he got sucks. Exposed two years ago in the playoffs when he was like, he gets exposed. Big. He also is not clutch. The dude cannot win a game. The guy, he yeah, can't win a game. A center. Centers don't win games. He falls apart. He falls apart. He can't face. He can't back down to the basket. He doesn't have typical center moves. And he, and he sure he can shoot a three pointer decently, but he shoots at a less of a clip than Julius Randle does. And Randle and Randall like runs that squad. I I just you. Can, it just dawned on me the other day and I was like, you know what? It's, I know this is a bullshit argument, but I'm just going to compare it. And the more I looked at it, the more fired up I got. It's not bullshit. I don't think, I think it's a strong actual, like a very well thought out, uh, you know, argument here. Come at me, (laughs) come at me, Kevin (laughs) O'Connor. All right. All right. you You know what game I'm not excited to watch tonight? Denver Jazz, like yeah, you know, like I, I, I'd so much rather watch Devin Booker and Julian Julius Randall. I'm definitely gonna like stay up till ten o'clock to watch that over watching Nikola plotting Nikola Jokic and like Ru- Rudy Go Rudy Gobey du- duke it out. You know, it's like fucking no, I don't want that. <laughs> oh God, I can't, I can't it's, think of anything worse. It sounds terrible, right? Two centers like the, we're the focal points of their teams, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. You guys. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's my that's my rant. Uh, I love it. It was a good one. And I think I don't have anything else to talk about in the NBA. We did a half an hour, or more than a half an hour on the NBA. Oh, really? Yeah, we did good. Uh, um, but can we talk about the WNBA quickly? Oh, can we? Okay. Oh, I've been waiting to hear those words. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not a joke. The WNBA season started uh, Wednesday? Technically, they had one game on Wednesday, but for the all due purposes, it starts this weekend. But was it telling? Was it telling that everybody everybody seems to be a little bit excited about the Washington Mystics, and they did not look great? Della Donna didn't uh, play. She didn't play, so that's a big that's that's I mean that's that's the Mystics key right there. If, if Elena Della Donna's not playing, then they're not going to be good. Yeah, like last year, and they didn't make the playoffs and whatnot, or maybe they just barely made the playoffs. But um, she's had a lot of back surgeries. Yeah, man, that's kind of worrisome. And, and I don't uh, think it looks good for them. I don't like that team. I think that that game was it because they lost to a team that isn't that good. They've got a deep bench, but they lost to a team that isn't that good either. Like, I don't think the Atlanta Dream. Atlanta Dream like lost their coach last week, right? Like, yeah, they she left to go replace a, a Baylor. Um, they also Atlanta also they fired their, uh, I think their general manager like, did. like a month ago. They did. Uh, they've had a lot of turnover, a lot of change. Like Atlanta's, there's there's a lot of reason to be sort of hopeful and optimistic at Atlanta. Um, and it's all, you know, led by their former player, Renee Washington, who's now one of their part owners. Uh, but they've had a lot of sort of turnover around the thing. And I, I think they, they've, I think they've also changed over half the roster this season or, or during the off season. So I, I think they'll, they'll be decent and good, but I think they're still on the outside of the playoffs. Let's start here, Chris. Okay. Why don't we talk about who we think is? Why don't we let's look at the lines? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so unfortunately on DraftKings, they only give you the only thing you can bet is the championship, championship. winner. Yeah. They don't even want to put lines on games. It's 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 disgusting. Uh, 
and I actually don't think these lines are that good. I don't think they're. These I, lines are terrible. I I agree. I think there's some if money. They're just relying. Cause no one's even doing homework on no, this. No, I going think off of last year. I think there's Seattle should not be the favorite. No, the Aces should be the favorite at plus three hundred. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. So if you're looking at the lines on DraftKings, there's some value here. Uh, if you want to put if you want to put money into futures, unfortunately, like they, that's all they'll let you bet. So I think they're willing to take a bath. Um, the Storm are plus one seventy five. The Aces are next at plus three hundred. I think if you ask anybody that gives a shit about the WNBA, the Aces are the favorites this year, by far. Right, they're the most stacked and talented team in the league. They they return uh, two players last year, Liz Cambage and, and Kelsey Plum, who sat out uh, or opted out last season. And they still made it to the finals. Plus, yep. they brought in, uh, I think, two or three uh, free agents who were really good actual players. And one of them was the point guard from the Sparks, who's really good as well. Um, so they they like they have the most. I think they have the most depth. They're the poised talent. to win. They've got also got Bill Lambier, though. Like, love him or or hate him, he's right. He's a gifted uh, women's coach. Uh, Wilson is could play in the NBA. Like I I I I, I completely yeah. believe that. She's I, incredible. I think she won the MVP last season. She's really good. Liz Cambage is, is again, she's the other center who, um, who's really good as well, who had incredible, like two years ago. Um, and like the, that's a pretty dominant, like duo right there, actually. Can I give you my, Plus every, every, every other player on that team could be a starter almost, I think on any team around the depth, I think is a big part of the WNBA. I think, mm-hmm. be, I think bench players are key. I think that's why you saw the, the, the mystics just didn't have enough. Um, yeah. They're a little thin, I think around. So here's, here's my, here's my long shot. Here's it. Do you have any long shots? Do you like any other teams? I should ask you that uh, to win the, to win the championship. Well, I mean, because for gambling sake, really, sure. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah. Is there uh, any, so, so last year, Chicago sky was my dark horse. The one I, I kind of predicted to sort of be greatly improved, make a run, uh, yep. at least get into the playoffs. And, and they didn't disappoint. Um, they made the playoffs and then they, I think they might've lost in the first round stuff, but they were, they're even better this season. Candace and Parker, I, baby. Candace Parker's on the team. So there makes them a legit titled contender, I believe. Plus they've also added a few more pieces around. Vandersloot's good. Uh, right. So I, they have great odds at plus a thousand right now. Like if they're not playing for the championship, it would almost be a disappointment. Maybe here's a, here's an interesting thing. I think that they might stumble out of the gate. I think they've got players because there's all these players coming back from overseas. Yeah. So they've got to right. be quarantined. Right. So you might see them lose early, which yep. might drop their odds even more than plus 1000. Seems like that. Yep. Uh, right. I, I, my sleeper team, I think that's, I think that the sky are the second best team. I don't think the storm are going to do shit to be honest with you. I think I the think sky. The stor- yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I think Seattle's still part. I think there's still like six teams that are, that are the there's a definitive like top six and it's it's vegas chicago minnesota who mm-hmm. was your team last year which you was an incredible call by you i have a new team uh, this year though phoenix and then and then it's washington it and, and seattle I think, are, are sort of the um the bottom two of those top six i think they're still really good because they have legitimate franchise players in in deladon and, and brianna stewart who just no matter what you have or the rest of the rest of the staff or, 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 or talent you have on that roster, those two teams still make you sort of playoff contenders. I like this. So I like this Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. Tarasi mix, like mm-hmm. tandem. It's got, it feels like nineties basketball to me. And don't forget Skylar Diggins Smith. That's a, that might be as good as a big three as you can get in this. That's game. what I think. I think this is like, I think that this is like a good, like, 
if Griner's not fucked up, she yeah. pieced out in the bubble. She's got yeah. she's she, she's got some mental health concerns, or she did yeah. last year anyway. Yeah. Um, if she, I think she kind of poisoned that locker room because they did really great once she was gone. Uh, not to not to say that I think she maybe she just cast a dark cloud. I wouldn't say poison, but sure. if the, but if they're clicking, I'm always I'm ride or die Tarasi. Yeah. Like she just. She's, yep. she's she's incredible. She's incredible. She's she's to me the Chris Paul. Like she can make this team work. Mm. Uh, Phoenix is plus one thousand. Yep. They're my they're my links really this year. Value. That's the team. That's the team I'm keeping my eye on is Phoenix this year. So, it's a team. It's also the team I want to watch. Right. So Phoenix keeps under. They've been underachieving like the last couple seasons, and and they've had issues right with Brittany, like you mentioned with Brittany Griner. So they're they're always like sort of inconsistent. They all should they always should be better than they have. They've they've kind of finished each of the last two or three seasons. And it's, it's been kind of sad. And, and um, uh, they've got way too much talent on that team. So I, they basically they have all added, of UConn on their team. Yeah. They just, yeah, they add two really good uh, former UConn players who are really good, consistent shooters and especially three point shooters. And I think that might've been sort of their, their missing link a little bit last year too, was they don't have, and, and the WNBA, just like the NBA is, is becoming more sort of heavily and, and I don't want to say reliant, but focused on the three point. Wow, and it should have been for years. It should have yeah. Been. It should have been for years. And, and they have really good three point shooters, uh, uh, in, in the league. And so I think Phoenix sort of, sort of figured out maybe their, their, their biggest problem and shooting. And I think that, so I think plus a thousand is great value for Phoenix. And, and I think they're the other team that, um, as long as they, whatever that is that, that they can't sort of get themselves over the hump, as long as they fix that and those three can play together, I think Phoenix um, would. Uh, you're right. I think they're the sort of the the, the dark horse to actually win the title. That's just a team that I they can see, great. or they should. They that's should a team I can see streaking in the playoffs. Like like if you have yep. a oh, a series tied, they're gonna win that. They're gonna win the the game deciding. They'll, they'll win the deciding game. I I right. think I that's I I I mean without having seen them play at all, right. I that's the team that I that I'm most excited about. They're they're my. I'm glad you agree. Uh, the only other team I think would, it's, it's, it, I wouldn't say dark horses to win the championship because I think like the LA, the Sparks and, um, and Yukon or Yukon, <laughs> the Connecticut Sun, uh, who, the, oddly enough, the Suns don't have an odds yet. Um, because I think they have, they have too many injuries and, and too many players still over overseas. So that would be an interesting one too, because I think they will be a better team come the end of the season, uh, and a good bet to make the playoffs. So that one might keep an eye on because as soon as you see the the Suns odds, if they ever pops up for the you championship, I think it'll be short. Uh, I I think it'll be yeah. I think it, I think there might be some good value there to to, to grab on that one. Okay. Um, but as far as dark horses, like just to just to really improve, uh, the Dallas Wing have I think they have five or six players who have all been drafted like within the top seven in the last two years. <laughs> like they're just going super youth and super like talent, like a lot of young incredibly talented players. Um, I don't know if it'll translate quite yet, but that might, they, that might, um, they've got too much talent there to like, they might actually might kind of pop and, and quickly. Um, they might be the, one of those teams where you talk about like, they're a year away from being, you know, like yeah. a year away kind of a thing. They're the Phoenix uh, Suns of last year. Yeah. Kind of something like, exactly. Uh, the other though is, is New York and it's the Liberty. They're going to suck. Man. If, if Sabrina Ionescu is back from injury, she's that Della Don, Brianna Stewart, Candace Parker type player. Like she will too. give you a chance to win. They actually added a lot of veterans now this year too. They only won two games because Vianescu was out, and they the rest of the team was bad. I think they made a huge improvement across the board on that team, and I think I think they're I, I'm the way I'm going to say it is they're my dark horse to win ten 
10 more games than they did last season. So, and, so and they went they tw- that means 12, they went 12. <laughs> if they went 12 games, though, that puts them in a great spot to make the playoffs because there's only 20, it's 20 or 22 games, I think, right. in the season. Yeah. Maybe 20. actually, maybe it's more now because that may not have been the bubble season. So, yeah. um, I think they make a huge jump here and I think they get into the, it's sort of, they're sort of my Chicago sky from last year where they want just enough games to get themselves in the playoffs. Okay. Well, we basically covered every, every single team. I think for me, the, uh, the value team, I I mean, I think plus 300 for Vegas is like, if you want to make money, just do that. Just yeah, put, yeah, yeah. Just put a big chunk of change on it. But if you want some long odds, I like Phoenix. I like your Chicago actually, bet too. And they're both plus 1000. Actually, you know what? Um, Minnesota at plus 1400, I think is a steal. Ah, steal. I don't, they've, they've made, they've actually made a huge, they added a ton of good players and really filled out their roster as well. They finished fourth last season and they pushed the storm, I think in the semifinals. Yep. Like, and they're not, they're not, they didn't take a step back like Seattle did and, and lost a lot of good players. They took multiple steps forward still, I think at this point. So Minnesota, I think, um, I think between Minnesota uh, Chicago. the Mercury and the sky, they're all like, you know, plus thousand to 1400. I think those three are the three really great odds to, to pay off for you. Okay. I like it. You can put a little taste on all of those teams if you want and make money. Yeah, why not? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little taste. <laughs> just yeah. just uh, the tips. But the point, I think the point in, in talking and looking at all these teams and, and realizing now is that there's too many good players on too few teams. That they're, they're, and I think we talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago too. Is like they, the NBA, WNBA really needs to expand here. Yeah, I mean, you like look at, at least by you look at, at the you look games. at each each team has like a stud or two at least. Like yeah, it's just, or they have like they have starters who are on their benches still, right? Yeah. They're, they're, there's right. um, and I think I even read something like uh, players are probably going to get cut and not be on teams, and they des- and they're they're too good and too talented to not be playing in the WNBA, and that's a shame. Come on, Pittsburgh. We need a WNBA yeah. team. And especially uh, with, they just partnered uh, and got an endorsement or, um, uh, with Google now as, as um, uh, a sponsorship with Google. And they're doing a whole bunch of work with Google and doing like documentaries. And, and I think Google's even sort of working with ESPN to do some of 30 for 30 type stuff for the WNBA. So now they're getting, you know, they're now they're getting noticeable big sponsorships here. Like this, this, there, you know, we talked, we said it before as well as expansion uh, of this whole league and, and, and taking multiple steps forward and upwards. And, um, if they don't start expanding here in the next year or two, I think it's, it's incredibly wastes of talent. I agree. It's a, it, this is, this is, this is the, what I would consider the golden age of women's basketball for the last two years into yeah. right now, we're seeing what could be some of the best basketball ever on a, on a women's court. Uh, from and I'm not just talking about the NBA or WNBA. I'm talking about like NCAA as well. That tournament was better than the men's. Like I Way just, uh, I would just uh, you're 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 kicking yourself if you're not if you're not paying attention. Uh, mm-hmm. so we've done it. Here's here's an, here's another thing for thought too is that uh because this is the 25th season of the WNBA now. Wow. And someone compared it to the 25th year of the NBA, which was back in the 70s. And they had the the NBA had no money. They were struggling. They were about to like falter and fall apart and they had no TV contracts. And, and, and then within about, you know, a few more years after that, like things started blowing up for them. And I think it's, it's, it feels like a very similar parallel here with the WNBA. And, and you can, you can just see like 
it's it's you know people keep calling it like the women's game and no one's interested but the same thing happened with the nba that's an old trope well. though that's the thing is like that's an old trope that just needs to go exactly. away it's right. it's not it's, it's i mean i i've i am as guilty as anybody for saying i don't want to watch like jump shooting and you know and and like pick and rolls like but it's not that it's it's, it's a different that. game it's evolved the competition's incredible. It's, it's real shooting. basketball. It's, yep. it's 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 a, it's a here's what I'd say. It's, it's a competitive sport the way that yeah. basketball NBA men's basketball has become more show. Uh right. I and if you want to watch a competitive sport, watch WNBA. If you want to watch a show, watch NBA. Yeah. Both are good. Yeah. Right. Uh I I don't think it's one or the other. Um it's not. Let's But let, it, but it shows you it shows you where the NBA was at a certain point in time too and they were struggling and it's the NBA, so you know, don't try to make those comparisons now to what the NBA is now to the WNBA, and I think that's the unfair thing that everyone tries to do to in bashing this women's league. Um, let's bash a real a league that deserves to be bashed. Oh, Major League Baseball. Oh yes. Here's some bullshit. You ready for this? Yeah, always. The Pittsburgh Pirates, fucking garbage ba- baseball team, right? They play in a nice p- park, whatever. Uh. For years, because the Pirates stink, you could buy $12 tickets and see a game. It's just what it is, right? And it's not like you're going to pay $12 and it's a full crowd. You're paying $12 and there's usually like seven to 10,000 people in the stands. <laughs> My sister and her kids are coming to visit. I said, oh, I'll take them to a Pirates game. They'll enjoy it. It's, a, it's low risk. Sit outside Major League Baseball Stadium. You cannot buy a fucking ticket for the Pirates for under $75. Anywhere on the field. What? It's total bullshit. They're like trying to do the supply and demand fucking thing because there's a limited amount of tickets. Mm -hmm. They're just raking fucking people over the coals to see the same garbage product with the same amount of fucking fans as you would if 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 there was no COVID. If it was like all our seats are available... You'd still only get 7,000 fucking yeah. people in those seats, and they'd right. be paying a lot fucking less. It's fucked. I have to spend fucking $300 to watch a shit product in uh. a fucking garbage market because, of, because you decided to, you're, you're COVID gouging people? Fuck wow. baseball. Fuck baseball. Like, look. it's the fucking worst look. Get fucking people in the, like, so what? So now you've made it even more elite. You've made it even harder for fucking fans to see this shit sport. Now you have to fucking, like, I'm sorry. So these. Are people even going to the games? I don't fucking know. It's, it's mind fucking blowing. It's totally fucked. And the thing is, is like, okay, so now it's just more people who have, are affluent people are going to be fans of this sport. You're going to just continue to not make this a, a worthwhile sport. For anybody but your stupid old school, sit there with the fucking scorch sheet in their lap, fucking white nerd, fucking like attorneys and finance dudes who dream of a bygone era of say hey Willie and whatever the fuck. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this fucking sport has done nothing to try to fucking generate a new audience. And now you're going to fucking alienate people when they're, when people are still out of work, when they're, when they need a, of, a, a they need to, to a, a distraction and it's the fucking pirates you're not it's this the isn't the fucking too. yankees it's the goddamn the garbage pirates fucking pirates place. 75 fucking dollars for a shit yeah. seat in the fucking 
to sit in the yeah. fucking rain yeah. and watch the Pirates lose to a fucking the, the Giants by seven. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Right. Ugh. You know, it shouldn't be surprising to you, though, Chris, the, the, that uh, a league. I'm who, surprised I was surprised. I'll put right? it that way. Yeah. Who's tr- a league who's trying to make games shorter only ends up making them actually longer. Can't do <laughs> anything right. Right. Or, or proper or efficiently and stuff. Right? This they, is the season to get your fans back. Not the season to fucking gouge them. Yeah. Right? Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off, pirates. So anyway, that's fucking baseball. Cool. Anything else? Right. Hey, no, I think we can just end it on But that. there are no concussions. Well, no. You want to talk about the NHL? You want to use this no, last four minutes? I don't, uh, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. I that's don't so care. Stupid. That's even so... That, that's, actually, if there's, one org- if there's one league that can actually make baseball look halfway decent, I think it's the NHL. <laughs> Because they're so inept and stupid that they, that they find, they find an organization for calling the league out, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the guy that was like was beating people's Is this asses Tom to Wilson? death was was fined for five thousand dollars. Tom Wilson is my favorite hockey player of all time. <laughs> I'm taking the I'm taking the other side of this argument. I'm pro Tom Wilson. The fact that wait, everybody's the fact that the- like. You know, headhunting's fine, and being rough is fine to a point, and then it's cheap. I'm like, fuck off, hockey. Like, just yeah, right. You could fight someone until they like they don't have their helmet on or they're on the ground. And Tom Wilson, f- Tom Wilson for fucking president. I love that guy. <laughs> I've never seen him play a minute of hockey in my life, but all I do is listen to hockey nerds in the dog park, like talk bitch about Tom Wilson. That's the only reason I know this guy's name, and I think he's great. What team does he play for? The, my favorite. Whichever team that is. Washington Capitals. Great. Go Caps. Go Tom Wilson. If this Wilson. was Vontaze Perfect or Draymond Green, like this would have been, this is incredible though, because if, they, if, if it would have been any other league and any other player, especially because the dude's They'd be white, suspended forever. He'd been suspended for like months, if not a year. Yeah. yeah right? I didn't and see the, the fact, hit, but the I... The fact that the NHL can only, the maximum that fine that they can enforce was $5,000. I love it. That's a, that's a, so laughable, ludicrous, and showing you how little power that league has over its players and what they've what they've negotiated themselves into a corner. On, it's great. On crap. It's great. They're it's like we have so- we've been doing these. They're doing these terrible like back to backs that no one cares about. Like yeah. the playoffs are are a joke. No one knows what any if any team's good or bad. It's yeah. it's hilarious. I hilarious. love it. Tom Wilson has been a focal point. I've heard his name come up on the radio for like a week now. And he's got the blandest name. I love him. Tom Wilson. Where's he from? Yeah. Ontario. But he's cool. I bet Tom Wilson's... Tom Wilson, he's probably American. He's probably American. Tom Wilson is so cool that he can like just piss off everybody in a sport where like you crush people. And he's just like, I don't care. Like Tom Wilson's going to get his clock cleaned and he just doesn't seem to mind. And I love nope. him. Tom Wilson for president. Goldie Wilson. I'm going to start calling him Goldie. Goldie Mayor Goldie Wilson. All right, that's enough of this. I got to go. Have a great weekend. You too. Peace.